How do I find a new job? How can I make a career change? And the biggest question of all, can I really find a career that I love? Hey, my name is Jen Smith, and I believe career success doesn't have to be at the expense of living a radiantly happy and healthy lifestyle. As a former HR leader and recruiter turned career coach, I get what companies are looking for when hiring top talent. What that means for you is an unmatched combination of insider knowledge and the best kept secrets about making heart-based career changes and navigating the ups and downs of job searching in today's world of work. Whether you're a recent graduate navigating the job market for the first time or a seasoned professional ready for a career change, this show is for you. So grab your coffee or your kombucha, pull up a seat and get ready to be challenged and inspired to move beyond your self-doubt and take the right next steps towards landing a career you love. Because you deserve a long, radiantly happy and healthy career. This is the Flourish Careers Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Flourish Careers Podcast. I'm Jen Smith, your host, and for today's episode, we are talking about how to resign from your job with grace and gratitude. Recently, I've had conversations with a handful of career changers who were held back from moving on because they had these very heavy feelings of guilt for leaving the team behind or they just had no idea how to go about resigning in a way that was going to make them feel comfortable about the transition. So with that, I wanted to pop on here and talk through a few points about feeling guilty about leaving a job and then share some insights as to how to resign from your job with a solid plan and without burning bridges. Let's face it, Breakups are hard, especially for high achievers who do excellent work and agonize over the response from their boss and from their team if they decide to leave. But the reality is that moving into a new role or a new industry or company is an excellent way to grow your career with fresh experiences. And I completely know that this is all easier said than done, so let's get into it. First is the guilt. So guilt is certainly a natural feeling when leaving a job, especially if you're leaving a company that has genuinely been great to you. I remember feeling this early in my career. I had worked for an organization for seven or eight years and I grew my career. I moved into different roles, different functions. They were so good to me and I was so felt so guilty for leaving. It was really, really hard. But at the same time, I knew that it was time for me to do something different. So usually when I talk with folks, the guilt comes from leaving the team. So you're worried about how the team is going to move forward without you and how work is going to get done, which is completely understandable because it could, in fact, be painful for them in the short term. That depends on your organization's succession planning and their recruiting strategies and how they have people set up for future roles. But if you build a solid transition plan, you're not gonna leave them high and dry. So a few reasons to not feel guilty. The first is if the tables were turned, your company probably wouldn't feel guilty. And as a former HR professional, 
I've worked through many situations where we had to downsize or even close entire locations, which led to layoffs. And when it comes down to it, it's a business decision to lay people off. Of course, it's not easy. Trust me, these experiences were most the most difficult things I've had to do in my career. But at the end of the day, business is business. So keep that in mind. Keep the fact that if the tables were turned, your company is not going to feel guilty. Also, think about this. With your departure, you might be opening the door for someone on your team to get promoted into your role or somebody from another team making a transition into a new function. So you could think of it as opening doors for others. Another thought is for you to picture yourself staying in the role. So how are you going to feel if you're in the same role six months from now or even a year from now? Especially if you start passing up cool opportunities because you're too worried about your team or leaving your team. To me, in that situation, you're more likely to become resentful, which can turn into poor performance. It can bring on negative emotions, and that could cause a chain reaction with your team, your clients, your coworkers, and so on. So as I previously mentioned, growth and development are part of your career. It's an expectation that you continue to develop. And sometimes that means leaving for a new opportunity. Learning something new will keep your career fresh. And that's honestly what makes careers dynamic and fun. So the bottom line is that no one wins if you remain at your company out of guilt. So let's continue on. And I want to talk through a couple different steps to help you finish well and finish on a good note. So first is to determine your timeline. Providing adequate notice is respectful and it allows time for proper communication and transition of your work. Now, a typical timeline is providing a two-week notice, although depending on your role in the organization, you might want to extend that timeline. Some folks in leadership roles or technical positions might provide a longer timeline, maybe four or six weeks to allow for a smoother transition. This also helps alleviate some of that guilt if you do want to provide a longer transition. You also might want to take a break in between jobs, which I highly recommend if you are in the position to do so. So if you do that, be sure to think through the timing of your new opportunity and what that start date might look like, as well as giving yourself a breather in between jobs. You want to be sure to think about your timeline as it relates to any benefits or bonuses coming your way. So for example, if your annual bonus is paid out in March and you're planning to leave in February, it might be worth it to stay for a few extra weeks and make sure you get your bonus. That's totally going to be dependent on company policies. So make sure you dig into your policy website and just understand what, what that means for you. Another example here is your paid time off. So does your company pay out your PTO if you leave? If so, you want to think about what that looks like in terms of timing and your accruals. Also, think about what you might have to pay back. So perhaps you've relocated for a job. Some organizations have a policy that if you leave within your first year, you have to repay a relocation agreement, whatever that is. And sometimes that can be a hefty dollar amount. 
So make sure you pay attention to that and calculate that into your timeline. Another thing here is to check into tuition reimbursement. So if you've taken classes or gotten any kind of reimbursement, you want to double check in your policies around the timing to see if you would end up owing anything to your organization. So you want to get really clear on compensation, equity, vesting schedules, and make sure you're not leaving anything on the table. The bottom line here is that the more you time you can provide your organization to plan for your departure, the better it's going to be. The second insight here is to craft a communications plan, your own communications plan. So who needs to know about your resignation? Who do you want to be sure you talk to before the word gets out? And I suggest making a list of all the people. And this can be internal people. This could be contractors you work with. This could be external folks that you partner with. Make a list. Now, ideally, your boss should be the first person you tell. This is just courtesy and will help avoid office gossip and allow your manager to prepare for the necessary follow-up communications. So to do this, I know this is one of the most nerve-wracking things you do in your career, but you're going to want to set up a one-on-one meeting to share the news with your manager. This can be done in person if you're in the office or over a video call or even a phone call. As much as you might want to email or text your boss the news, it's really best to discuss it in person or video or phone versus sharing it in writing. And I always recommend the conversation doesn't have to be anything grandiose. It can just be a short and succinct, something like, you know, thank you for meeting with me today. I wanted to let you know that I've made the decision to leave. My last day is going to be whatever your last day is. It might be tempting in this conversation to air all your gripes about the company, but now is definitely not the time to do that. So you want to be polite and you want to be gracious. This will leave a lasting impression and provide the opportunity for potentially a reference down the line. And remember, everybody knows somebody and careers in the world of work is very intimate in the grand scheme of things. So you definitely don't want to burn bridges. If you think your manager is going to be surprised, make sure that you give them time to process the news. So you don't have to give any more additional details as to why you're leaving or where you're going. But depending on your relationship with your manager, you might want to, which is completely fine, but you don't need to. This conversation is also a good time to share some top-level ideas for a smooth transition. This is going to help your manager know that you've thought through this process and you're not going to leave them high and dry. One thing I want to mention too around being surprised, it's never good to surprise a manager with a resignation. So if there's any way that you can start, like once you've made up your mind, if you can start to hint around it in your one-on-one conversations, just so they know that you're not happy about certain things, or you're looking for something different, or you're just bored, if you can start to have that conversation and make your resignation conversation not a surprise, I definitely recommend that. I also realize that that's not the case in a lot of situations. There's a lot of bad bosses out there, let's be frank. And so sometimes that's not the case. But if you if you have the opportunity to not make it a surprise, I always recommend that. And then after the resignation conversation, you're going to want to follow up with an email recap. Again, short and sweet, doesn't have to say anything major other than the your last day. 
some organizations will ask for a formal resignation letter and that just can be the same thing. Simple details about you leaving and your last day. You also want to be prepared for follow-up questions about your reasons for leaving and where you're going. And in this situation, it's really just typical to provide a brief and honest answer. You don't have to go into all the details uh, of where you're going and what's going on in your life. From there, you want to determine who else you want to talk directly with. So think about, do you have a matrix manager or others that you collaborate with closely? Do you have direct reports that you want to talk to -to face-to-face? So these are all things to talk about with your manager before your manager goes and makes some big team announcement. So trying to keep your relationships intact as you leave is a key piece of the communication strategy and making sure that you're leaving with grace. So after you've determined your timeline and crafted a communication strategy, it's time to think through a detailed transition plan. So transitioning your work to other team members is going to be one of the most challenging parts of your departure. And it's also going to be the first thing on your team's mind and your manager's mind. So we've all been in those situations where someone resigns and the team is short-staffed and everyone is scrambling to get the work done. So what you want to do here is start by talking to your manager about who is going to take on additional responsibilities until a replacement is determined. So one way to do this is to think through your key objectives that you've been working on and then develop a list of like mission-critical actions versus nice-to-have actions. That will help your team and your manager prioritize your work for somebody else to do. And then I also recommend, if you can, to create a written plan and then some type of shared folder with all the associated documents, files, links, everything necessary for the team to carry on in your absence. You also want to try to allow enough time for overlap. So maybe there's a weekly task that you're transitioning to a new team member. So can you start to have them take over while you're still there? And you can help explain it and answer questions and watch them and make sure that everything is smooth. You might have an exit interview in your last few days. And typically, this is a meeting with HR where you can share feedback or some organizations have exit documents where you leave like survey responses. And what I always recommend in these conversations is to be thorough and honest, although don't throw people under the bus. As much as you want, might want to do this, not doing it is going to help you finish well and exit with grace and gratitude. Obviously, if there's some type of harassment or discrimination or something crazy going on, then definitely make sure that that comes up. And honestly, that should come up way before an exit interview. But try to make this as honest and thorough. I always recommend thinking about balanced feedback. So maybe things that you really enjoyed about the organization. And then maybe also a couple things that you you feel like they need to work on. So now that you've determined your timeline, you've crafted a communication strategy, you've built a transition plan, and now it's time to make sure you stay connected and leave on a positive note. 
So leaving your esteemed colleagues behind is often one of the most challenging things of resigning and transitioning in your career. Keep in mind, just because you don't work together each day doesn't mean you can't continue your working relationship, especially with our online world. It is so much easier to stay connected with people and stay in touch. So some things to think about is, you know, think about recognizing your manager for their support as long as they were a supportive manager. It's also considerate to highlight something specific that you learned while you were working together. Your colleagues and clients are valuable to your network now and in the future. So make sure that you connect with them on LinkedIn if you're not already connected on LinkedIn. You could share your contact information so that they can get in touch with you and they know where to find you. You might consider writing some thank you cards or emails to showcase your gratitude and leave a lasting impression. If you do do that, I recommend trying to personalize them. So I've seen a lot of situations where people send these blanket emails to hundreds of people, letting them know that they resigned and you know when their last day is. But you might want to think about that and send some personalized notes, especially for folks that you want to stay in touch with and, you know, highlight something about them and their, you know, collaboration or their teamwork that you really enjoyed, that you really enjoyed working with them and why. That's just going to help build your network and leave a lasting impression. And then you never know, (laughs) then you stay in touch with that person. Maybe they leave and go into a new industry. Eventually, you want to go into that industry and you have this solid connection already built to start from. And you guys have known, I say over and over, that relationships are the most important thing in your career. When you are making a transition, that is one of the best times to let somebody know how they've impacted you and your career. So sending those personalized thank you emails or even handwritten cards or whatever you want to do is going to be highly valuable throughout your career. So in summary, the strategy to resign with grace and gratitude includes four main steps. First, determining your timeline. Second, crafting a communication strategy. Third, building a thorough transition plan. And then finally, staying connected. So letting the folks know that you want to stay connected, highlighting what has been helpful from them throughout your career, and make it a point to stay connected. I know that resigning is hard. And at the same time, it's worth it. You deserve a long, radiantly happy and healthy career. So now that we've talked about the key areas to think about when resigning, next week, I'm going to be back with top tips for making a memorable first impression when you start a new job. In the meantime, if you're enjoying the show, I'd be so grateful if you take a moment to share it with someone who might find it helpful. As always, for detailed show notes, please visit flourish.careers slash blog. Talk to you next time.